This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Overtime on 106.7 The Fan. I'm Tim Donnelly. Call in line open 1-800-636-1067. Obviously, it's a bye week for the Washington Commanders, but we're trying to figure out how they can win the bye. And, I mean, winner of the season, maybe, Brian Robinson. I've, I've been advocating for him for comeback player of the year as a rookie. Probably got to be the first time that's ever happened. Uh, but But coming back from what he came back from to where he is now is unbelievable. I also, and this is this is where the 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 zig to everybody else's zag comes in. I I don't want to put everything on Brian Robinson's plate and miss out on what Antonio Gibson brings to that team. Okay, I I, I this is not anti Brian Robinson, right? This is not how the modern uh, internet works, right? I love apples. You say you hate oranges? That's not no. That's not what I said. I'm saying I want Antonio Gibson to stay a part of the offense and more specifically I want to use his skill set in a in a more exciting way. I'm not saying Brian Robinson is 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 anything less than awesome. Let's look at Brian Robinson's last two games. 18 carries, 105 yards. 21 carries, 96 yards. It's pretty good. All right. You're averaging over 100 yards per game over his last two. That is about as much of a bell cow back as you'll see in most modern NFL offenses, right? There's not a lot of Derrick Henry's or, or Josh Jacobs this year out there, right? There's just not many offenses that even allow for it. And I think it's important to remember that Robinson had earned his way into being the number one back in Washington before he had to deal with, you know, the situation involving an attempted robbery and, and being shot. And I don't mean to, to say it so casually, but, but it is what it is. The interesting part is, over the last two games, Robinson also had two catches in each game, including a touchdown catch where he ran over a dude. So, so he was effective with those two catches, but, but the last two games where Robinson's really become what everyone hopes he's going to become, he's had four catches over those two games. That's, that's what all those stats and numbers that I just spewed meant. He had four catches over the last two games. Antonio Gibson had five. That is only one less catch than Antonio Gibson for Brian Robinson. Over the, I don't like that, right? Gibson has nine carries in each game. I'm fine with that, right? I don't want Robinson taking 30 carries a game, so I'm fine with giving nine to Gibson. But I also want to make sure Antonio Gibson's pass-catching ability is used to the best of its ability. Four catches a game, four and a half catches a game for the running backs as a whole, that's not enough. When you have someone like Heineke and just about all of the callers we've had that that have talked about Heineke have talked about getting rid of the ball fast, have talked about avoiding sacks, have talked about getting him on the move. 
all of those things are benefited by having a, a running back that can catch and can be effective out of the backfield. And Gibson is that dude. Matter of fact, at times in college, you could call Gibson a wide receiver. So with the new commitment to the running game, that's really been, been I think, a sight for sore eyes for Washington over the last few weeks. With the newfound commitment to the running game, that was was epitomized, was, was at its peak against Philly when they ran the ball 49 times. With the new commitment to the running game, there's going to be carries to go around. So you'll be able to get Robinson his 20. You'll be able to get uh, Gibson a bunch more. You'll be able to get Taylor Heineke involved. You'll, uh, there, there's options in the running game as far as carries to go around. I think you need to use Gibson for his pass catching a bit more. And that's not to take anything away from Robinson. Like I said, me saying I want to get Gibson involved is not me saying I want Robinson less involved. Again, don't do the apples and oranges thing. I think because, and the reason why I say all of this, and the reason why I think it should be one of the things on the list of, of uh, one of the things on the, the list, the to-do list, that's what I'm looking for, to-do list, the priorities list for the, the commanders during the bye week is, is because... They need some easy points. When's the last time the commanders had a drive that ended in points going up on the scoreboard that felt easy? I can't remember one, right? Every time it feels like Heineke's picking up third or fourth downs. Every time it feels like uh, they're, they're going 12 plays over 80 yards. It's basically if Terry McLaurin catches a deep ball, sometimes a very impressive, hard, difficult catch. If Terry McLaurin catches a deep ball, that can be a chunk play. If not, the offense just has to nickel and dime it. They have to go 12 plays, 80 yards to score. A lot of third downs, sometimes fourth downs. And that will exhaust you. That will mentally drain you. And and Robinson... I mean, that's his game, right? The the mentally exhausting and draining, he, he's trying to do that to the defense, right? He's trying to run straight at you, no turns, no jukes. He's going to run you over, just like he did on that touchdown catch. Just like he did on that touchdown catch. That's what he's going to do. That's what Robinson's game is. But occasionally, I mean, you want a 25-yard play every once in a while, Right? You want a 40-yard play every once in a while. It makes everybody's life easier. It makes every single person on the offense's life easier. And I think there's a there's a, an opportunity for you to take a short catch and turn it into a more dynamic play if you use Gibson out of the backfield. Or or I mean let's let's make it let's call the options what the options are. Or if you get Brian Robinson a bunch more involved in the offense in the 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 passing offense. I think someone out of the backfield needs to be used as a pass catcher more often. I think that makes Taylor Heineke's job easier. I think that makes uh, um, Scott Turner's job easier, the offensive line's job easier. Brian Robinson's story is one of the best that, that, that we've seen in a long time. Right, That, that comeback, the, 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 the grit that he's shown both on and off the field, the big hat. Don't forget about the big hat. Everybody loves the big hat. The story is awesome, but don't let that take over your offense. And as we talk more and more about the bye week, as we talk more and more about how to win the bye week, which, by the way, is the question of the day, you can call in 1-800-636-1067 with different ways that the, the, the commanders can win their bye. 
and don't you dare say they're going to tie their bye. It has to be a win. How do you win their bye? One of the ways I believe they can do that is by getting their running backs more involved in the passing game, and I bet you that's Antonio Gibson's role. Robinson is showing he can take the the between-the-tackle stuff. Outside of, of trend breakers and making sure that it's not predictable, Brian Robinson should be handling the heavy lifting. Antonio Gibson can handle the electricity. There's a reason why every great pair of running backs at some point in time is called thunder and lightning. Let Brian be the thunder. Let Antonio be the lightning. Let's go to the call in line again. We're looking for ways the commanders can win the uh, the bye week and also reactions to our conversation right here about uh, about Brian Robinson and his role in the offense and Antonio Gibson and his role in the offense. The number is one 636 1067. That's 1 800 636 1067. Victor is on the call in line. He has some thoughts on the weapons in Washington. Victor, thanks for calling in. What do you have for us? What's Vic- up, Ken? What's going on, man? You're on the air. I got to say, too, this is, this is a first. Um, um, you calling me Victor because the, the Johnson, Grant, and GND and B Miss call me Vic. <laughs> All right. Well, well I, um, I like Victor because it's closer to victory. I dig it, I dig it, I dig it. So I agree with you, Ken. We have a wealth of weapons in our offense. And what people really don't acknowledge, what this is is a descendant of the West Coast offense and the weapons needed to make it dynamic. Um, Bill Walsh showed what you could do with Roger Craig, what you could do with John Singleton, you could do with Jerry Rice, you could do with Brent Jones, you could do uh, um, with John Taylor, because everyone's open. And if everyone is open, you have to pick the opportunities with who, who is the most open and who gives you a chance to eat up most of the field, which was a, a, uh, a, a binary, if you will, to a dynamic running game. And it helped their running game. And it's very similar to me what Antonio Gibson is right now is what we could be is what Philly was in the late 90s and the early 2000s. And Andy Reid got the most out of it. I think Scott has to just embrace the fact that you have – the receivers that you have that can act, that can run the ball and get a lot of yak after catch, and you have the running backs that you have that can stretch the field, the intermediate parts of the field that eat up a lot of yards, and you have a good, you have a very good running game. You have a good, a very good running game. Scott has to embrace and liber, liberate himself from being scared. He has to liberate himself from uh, uh, being uh, bought into just the running game where it feels safe. We gave up the ability to win the game against the Giants the other day because we just sold out to two outside zone running plays. That was stupid. And I'll say this before I leave. Taylor Heineke can be used in the read option offense. They are keen in on our running backs, whether it's inside zone or outside zone. It takes one time, even if he'd have done it in the OOT the other week, a couple weeks ago, and a couple and a couple times in the third and the fourth quarter. If he pulls that thing out of Brian Robinson's belly, if he pulled out of Antonio Gibson's belly, he's going for yards. They're not going to catch him because they're going to key in on our running game. If Scott does that and opens up his mind to all the weapons and the ability for our offense, we win 11 games, period. Victor, you- a.k.a. Vic, I appreciate the call. Uh, and, and the lines are open, 1-800-636-1067. Here's, here's I, you know, I don't like being the guy defending the coaching staff. Here's, but, but obviously context is important. Uh, the weapons have been in and out with health. Let's just say that, right? Robinson got a late start. Um, Jahan Dotson, obviously in and out of the lineup. There's, there's been outside of Terry and, and Antonio Gibson's even been back, been, been banged up. Uh, but like Logan Thomas has been in and out. Uh, 
if they get healthy out of this bye week, I do hope to see more diversification of the targets. And I think that's what Victor is calling for. I also want to point this out. And I didn't want to think about it too much going into their last Giants game because obviously they tied and 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 didn't didn't pull it out. If they won that game and did a whole bunch of stuff like Victor was talking about, like, oh, if he would have just kept it on the read keep one time. Oh, if he would have just kept it on the option one time, he would have had all this 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 real estate to go track down, meaning if, if Taylor Heineke faked it to the running back in a read keep, kept it, and, and bounced outside the opposite way, it, it would have had all this gr- green grass in front of him. Maybe they were setting something up. Again, these are these are very hypothetical defenses, but maybe they were saying, hey, we're going to play these guys again in two weeks if, if they think we're not going to pull it because in, in, if they watch film of the, the game that we just played, we didn't pull it. Maybe they're setting something up. Maybe. Maybe. Speaking of noticing what took place in that game, Bobby on the call-in line has some uh, some observations from that last Washington-New York Giants game, so we'll go to him. You can call in as well, 1-800-636-1067. That's 1-800-636-1067. Bobby, uh, what do you have for us about observations from that game last week? Hey, man, thanks for taking my call. I really appreciate it. Um, I'm thinking to myself, I'm watching the game, and they keep going outside, sweep outside, or, you know, these keep the same thing. However, the bottom line is he's wide open. Heineke can run. Why don't you just go? If you're going to play like everybody else in the league, go ahead. Let him eat. You know what I mean? He knows how to slide. He knows how to do exactly what he does, and it just it amazes me that I can see it and I'm not, I mean, I'm a big football fan, but I can see it. How do you see it? Bobby, I appreciate the call, and thank you for the uh, the, the little self-awareness there. Uh, the call-in lines are open, 1-800-636-1067. Again, context. If we, if we look at what Heineke was doing, and, and it sounds like the fan base wants this guy to, to get jiggy, right? They want him to run. They want him to get squarely out of the pocket and pick up yards running the, the football. Let's remember, until Carson Wentz gets healthy, he really doesn't have a backup with any experience at all. Now, I think everyone's excited about Sam Howell. I've heard some good things about Sam Howell at practice, but but Sam Howell, I don't think they want to thrust into the the lineup uh, with with you know one play away as as every backup is with playoffs on the line. So there was certainly some bubble wrapping of Taylor Heineke. I am sure. Hey, if it's close, give it. Hey, don't take any hits that you don't have to. He takes a lot of hits anyway. As Carson Wentz gets more healthy, and I assume Carson is a backup they'd be more comfortable turning things over to, as Carson gets more healthy, I'm going to see, I'm going to pay attention to how much Taylor Heineke changes his his kind of risk awareness and, and how much more risk he's willing to take. It is overtime on 106.7 The Fan. Call in line 1-800-636-1067. That is 1-800-636-1067. 1067. How do the commanders win the bye? That's the question of the day. How do the commanders win the bye? We want to hear your answers. 1 800 636 1067. I'll give you one of the ways I think they can win the bye coming up next. Overtime on 1067 The Fan. I'm Tim Donnelly. You can follow me on Twitter at Donnelly Sports, D O N N E L L Y S P O R T S. If you want to take our relationship to the next level, look forward to hanging with you all there. You can also call into this show, 1-800-636-1067. By week for the commanders, the question of the day, the big question of the day, 
and we've been asking you and getting a ton of great responses. Uh, how do the commanders win the bye? Can't lose a bye week, but you can win it if you take advantage of certain things. How do they win the bye? What's priority number one? Top of the to-do list. We want to hear from you. 1-800-636-1067. I'm going to go with the most obvious answer here. And one caller uh, touched on it, so uh, you know, stepped on stepped on my answer. No, I'm kidding. Um, the most obvious answer is the way you win the bye is beating the Giants next week. The Giants have to play the Eagles this week, and you don't. So think about it. Last week... You know, for for all of the the thoughts and opinions and eye tests and evaluations, you played to a tie with the Giants. So on, what was that, Sunday, you were an identical team. Right, up, to, up to this point, what, what is it from uh, Remember the Titans? Right, you demand perfection. Nobody is perfect, but this team is. Right, you, those, maybe the quarterbacks weren't equal. Maybe the defenses weren't equal. Maybe the coaches weren't equal, but the teams were equal. Both scored 20 points. Nobody scored in overtime. So it's who improves the most or or disintegrates the most that, that will decide who wins next week. So let's look at what the Giants have to do. They have to play the Eagles. That's no joke. I know we, I know you don't like complimenting the Eagles around here, but the, the Eagles are no joke. They have the best record in the NFL. And and they are playing with with some kind of anger, right? Every game seems to be one that they have like a personal vendetta on. They beat the Colts. It felt like Nick Sirianni was was avenging his buddy Frank Reich's firing. They beat the Titans. It felt like they were avenging the trade of, of A.J. Brown. They beat the Packers. It felt like they were avenging Jalen Hurts being drafted behind Jordan Love. Right, They've, Every game feels like a big game for them. So the Giants have to go in there with, with their, their neck bowed, right, ready to fight. Meanwhile, you're hanging out. Meanwhile, you're getting better. Meanwhile, you're getting healthy. So you better use this bye week, and I don't care if you have to use all of the resources of the entire bye week to win against the Giants. That's a good trade. right? Sometimes I think winning one game seems like a small thing, but it is every bit worth it. You expend, like there, there's, we'll use baseball as the example. You, you rarely in baseball, in the regular season, unless you're getting to the end and you have a real must-win game, but in the dog days of summer, you're not going to waste your entire bullpen to get a win. right? You're not going to bring a starter out of the bullpen to get a win because a win is simply not important enough when you have 162 of them, 162 games. So you don't spend all of your resources on one game. The NFL is not that way. Right When you have a bye week and you have whatever it is, four games left to play, you don't go, well, you know, we don't want to spend the entire bye making adjustments and getting ready for the Giants because we have to be ready for the, the Niners and we have to be ready for the, the, the Browns. It's like, I don't know, focus on winning the first. Especially when you're on the outside of the playoffs looking in or right on that bubble like Washington finds them. Focus on getting the win. So yes, that means building your offense around Heineke, getting that better. Yes, it means it means reevaluating some of the decisions that you've made, fine-tuning the things that you've adjusted on the fly. But it also means spend a ton of time watching the Giants. Right? If I'm Heineke, I, I've watched all or portions of that that game you played to the tie, the the Giants Commanders game. I've watched all or portions of it with 
myself by by myself all alone with the other quarterbacks with some linemen with some receivers uh, there should be no stone left unturned with with advantages you can find on that film and then use that next week because i guarantee you right now the giants aren't thinking about you so get ahead Get a head start on next week. The Giants aren't thinking about you because they have to think about the Eagles. They have a division game of a different kind going on this weekend. So the question is, how do you win the bye? We've been asking it all day. You can call in with your answers. 1-800-636-1067. How do you win the bye? 1-800-636-1067. And, and, there's like two, right? There's the, the the devil and the angel on my shoulders and they're arguing. One wants to say, set yourself up for the stretch run. One wants to say, get your, your center taken care of, right? With, with what is it, Larson now looking like he, he might be donezo. Get your center and your offensive line taken care of because these big brooding defensive lines are, are waiting for you on the schedule. Part of me saying you need to take this this buy to get ready for the next month, and then the other side is saying Giants. Beat the Giants. Doesn't matter how well prepared you are for for uh let me make sure I get the 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 Dallas. Doesn't matter how well prepared you are for Dallas in the last game of the year if you lose the ones before it. And it doesn't matter how well prepared you are for San Fran if you get smacked by the Giants and fall even further out of the race. So beat the Giants. That's how you win the bye. Especially if they have Saquon not 100%, right? Saquon's questionable for this game. This weekend. Against the Eagles. So if he ends up not playing this weekend, or if he ends up playing this weekend and being being a, a little bit sketchy for next weekend, then you do not allow yourself to, to get beat by the Giants. You can't allow yourself to get beat by the Giants. No matter what, uh, you know, that's, that's, what it, that's what we call a trap game, isn't it? I think the Dallas Cowboys have a trap, trap game this weekend because they're playing the worst team in the league in Houston and they have a tough schedule down the stretch, I think they could look past it. You can't look past anything. That's why they call it a trap. This is Overtime on 106.7 The Fan. Again, the phone lines are open for your ways. Right, I'm, I'm asking you the question. How do the commanders win the bye week? 1-800-636-1067. That's 1-800-636-1067. Some of your answers as well as the distraction element of the report that came from the House Oversight Committee. What do the commanders have in their brain space on this bye week? Stick around. Overtime on 106.7 The Fan. I'm Tim Donnelly. Call in line open 1-800-636-1067. There was a another report from the House Oversight Committee, this one supposedly final, into Dan Snyder and the workplace culture with the Washington commanders. As Taylor Heineke often says, Seems like every week there's a new story they're dealing with in that franchise. Uh, The impact of it is what I want to discuss next. But first, the question that I've been asking you throughout the show is, how can the commanders win the bye week? It's a very simple question. What do they have to do? What do they have to accomplish over the bye to win uh, the the, the week off? And I've been asking you to call in with your answers. 1-800-636-1067. Tony is on the call in line, and, and he has an answer. So we'll go to Tony. Tony, thanks for calling in. What do you have for us? Hey, good show. Thank you. How did the, how did the commanders win the bye for us, Tony? 
they're playing a team they played a week ago, they had an extra week, so basically it's like a you know, triple preparation. They got to pull out all their stops. If there are gadget plays, secret plays, or saving for the playoffs, they need to treat this game as the playoffs. Because if they don't you know, win this game and they don't go to the playoffs, there's no sense in having these unused plays. So whatever different formations, flea flickers, Philadelphia, Washington, cheesesteak special, whatever, <laughs> got, got to go for it. And Tom, I'll be careful go ahead. Um, not to overextend Chase Young. He should be in it for the long haul. The Washington defense played the Giants great. So I would hate to see you know, Chase Young try to do too much because we do need him for the long run. Tony, I appreciate the call. Uh, we're going to get to Chase Young right about 2 o'clock. So about a half hour from now, we're going to dive into the, the Chase Young return potential. Uh, and we're, we're going to really, I think, set expectations appropriately. So, uh, so hopefully you'll be, you'll be still tuned in for that. And, and anyone else that's interested in the Chase Young conversation, that's coming up uh, top of the next hour. Uh, call in line still open, 1-800-636-1067. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to summarize Tony's point there. Uh, smoke them if you got them. Right, no, no use saving anything. There's, there's no tomorrow for you to use another, another term. Uh, and and it's and it's true to an extent, right? If if you look towards the rest of their schedule, it's Giants, San Fran, Cleveland, and Dallas. You you want to put a lot of a lot of faith in or a lot of focus on San Fran, Dallas, right? Some of the the new soup de jours across the league, right? I mean, that's that's what everyone wants to do. But you can't overlook the Giants. I mean, the Giants just tied you a couple of days ago. Can't overlook the Giants. Uh, Taylor Heineke often says, it seems like every week there's a new story around this franchise. And he's not talking about the the players. He's not talking about the games. He's not talking about injuries. He's, he's talking about the extra. I'm not sure if it was a gift or a curse. I'm not sure if it was a, a blessing or if it was a a problem that the latest report from the, the House Oversight Committee uh, on Dan Snyder and the franchise culture was released during the bye week. Matter of fact, I think it's, I mean, I don't think it's a coincidence just because I don't really believe in coincidences, but I think the team, right, they, they, they draw a pretty firm line. They build up a pretty firm wall between the the team and the, the performance element of the team, the players, and the front office and the executives, right? And then that's that was their response when when really everything that's happened with Dan Snyder has happened. You ask the players, they say, you know, in the locker room, we're focused on winning football games. So I think they like having games to put all their focus on, right? I think they like having a way that they can they can kind of compartmentalize and say, we're just worried about winning a game this weekend. We have a game on Sunday. All our focus is on the game. And they probably say game more than I say game, just over and over, game. A bye week can give you more time to think. And a bye week can give you more time to get mad. And a bye week can give you more time to think about the the community. And a bye week, it's just there's there's other options, right? There's other ways to spend your time on a bye week other than going full towards towards full speed towards that game. Matter of fact, I'll say I'll put it this way. The most impressive part of their turnaround, and it's been an aggressive turnaround, right? The last game that Carson Wentz played, they got the win. And and from that point forward, they, they they've been playing really, really well. And obviously that means Taylor Heineke's been been making it happen. Maybe the most impressive part of that turnaround has been their ability to block out the noise, which is constant, and continue to improve and push forward. 
And with more and more distractions being heaped onto their plate, it might be the most important part down the stretch. If you look at their schedule, it's not easy. Giants, San Fran, Cleveland, and Dallas. I don't know if you beat any of those teams without 100% of your focus on beating those teams. So maybe the most important part of the rest of their season is, is how much can they block out the distractions? Is how much can they they compartmentalize is the word that, that athletes have, have settled into. It's definitely a possibility. How can the commanders win the bye week? One way, not getting bogged down in everything else going on around their franchise. How can the commanders win the bye week? I want your answers. 1-800-636-1067. That's 1-800-636-1067. Corey in Germantown has an answer for us. He's on the call in line. Corey, thanks for calling in. How do the commanders win the bye? Uh, yeah, so I think well, you touched on it earlier. I, I think what they need to do, well, more specifically, Taylor needs to do. He needs to become more of a leader. He needs to. I know everybody says, "Oh, the guys are the guys stick up for him, the guys stand up for him." But I think he needs to go out there and actually show that he's a leader. And he needs, like you said, he needs to go out with these players. He needs to. He needs like right now. I feel like he's more of in a, a little a little brother mm-hmm. role, and I think he needs to be a big brother. He needs to step up and show everybody, like, "Hey, I'm the leader of this team." I'm, I'm going to step up. I'm going to lead the way. I'm going to give pregame speeches. I'm going to motivate everybody. But like right now, everybody's motivating him. I think he needs to go out there and motivate everybody else. Corey, great, great point. Yeah, that's, great. that's really all I had to say. Perfect, because I because I want to add to it. So it's a, a good point for you to, 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 to for you to uh, wrap it up. Because because I agree with you in a lot of ways. Um, I was listening to the the Ryan Rosillo podcast, which is a Ringer podcast. Just to give them a shout out and. And it was funny how he described Heineke. He used the term mascotty, like like mascot-ish, like he's a little mascot of the team. And and my first reaction was to kind of go, "No, come on, man!" He's at the time when I listened to the podcast, I think he was he had won five of six, and I was going, "He won five of six NFL starts this year." You're calling him a mascot? That was my first reaction. And then I went like, "Well, you know what?" Everybody on the team does kind of they rally around him as if little brother e right like okay he's playing up with the big boys we have to look out for him and and maybe the bye week is an opportunity where he can grow up a little bit right he maybe the bye week or or maybe even if he doesn't see some of the guys over the bye week it, it can give him an opportunity right it's like I mean I don't know why high school is the first example that pops into my mind. Right, like somebody leaves for summer vacation, and they come back, and suddenly, like their muscles have developed. They're it's like, wait, wait, so who is this new new adult? You you were freshman team when you left. You're varsity when you come back, and and that time away allowed them to see you in a different light, or allowed to see that person in a different light. Maybe you get three or four days away from Heineke, and and he when when everybody gets back in the facility, he's playing the role. Right, he's he's speaking with his chest a bit more. He's giving a few more speeches. He's more demanding. And you're like, wait a second. We had we had the bi-week mascot-y guy that left. And when we come back for the, for the last four games of the year, we have a starting quarterback in the NFL. When did that happen? Holy cow. Right? Like the, the, the freshman that came back a, a sophomore and was a completely different person. 
go back to the call in line. Uh, Drew in DC has some thoughts on Taylor Heineke. We're talking Taylor, so we might as well keep it rolling. That call in line is 1-800-636-1067. Drew in DC, thank you for calling in. What are your thoughts on Taylor? Hey, man, uh, great show, great show. I think my thing with Taylor, I think they slowly, each game is going further and further away from what he's designed, you know, from his game. They're trying to make him more of a pocket passer. Instead of using him just like the Giants use Daniel Jones, you know, maximize his ability because that's what got the team riled up. He stays in the pocket too much. Do design run. You can use the you know the running backs for his key blockers as well as the tight ends. They I think they're trying to make him into something that he's not, and you see that his production is going down each game. But otherwise, in that man, if they can realize that, just let him just run loose and run wild. This team can really shock some people, man. And um, keep up the great work, man. I love your show. Thank you very much, uh, Drew. Here's here's the flip side of that coin, right? Every every coin there's there's two sides. One, yes. Right, he is doing less of the thing that endeared him to to the fans and to his teammates, which is the the chaotic, right? The the crazy plays, keeping plays alive, scrambling, doing doing all the things that that made him into a a, a fan favorite. I also think some of those things you don't want him doing unless he absolutely has to. But there's a lot of things that that Taylor Heineke does that are awesome if you are down six. And, and you have to go 70 yards with no timeouts. I'm not sure you want to do those if you're up six and it's the second quarter. So so maybe they're they're making him a bit more situationally aware. And then the other thing I'll say, and, and I said this earlier today, and I'm going to reemphasize it, backup situations matter, right? I think part of the reason why the Giants are so comfortable having Daniel Jones run as often as he is is because they know they have Tyrod Taylor behind him. Right? Shout out to my Hokies fans in the area. Like they know they have Tyrod behind him. So if if Daniel goes down, they're not they're not going to some unproven backup. If it, while Carson Wentz was hurt, especially while he was on IR, if if Heineke got hurt, it was Sam Howell's show to run. Right, a, a mid round pick rookie with no experience. I'm not sure they wanted to to make themselves vulnerable to that situation. So they may have told Heineke like, don't take a single extra hit. Don't run. Don't. If you can throw it away, throw it away. We need you more than we need those five yards. If if Carson Wentz comes back as fully healthy and they trust him a bit more than Hal, maybe they will let somebody like uh, like Heineke get a, get a little bit more frisky and, and run a bit more and get back to the things that, that endeared him to the media and endeared him to the area. This is Overtime on 106.7 The Fan. Uh, I want to keep hearing from you. We have a little bit over an hour for you to tell me how the the uh, the Washington Commanders can win the bye week. We're also going to talk Chase Young at the top of the next hour. In the meantime, I want to look at the rest of the division. Dallas taking on Houston. Quintessential trap game. Might fall into that one. And, of course, Giants, Eagles. A couple of uh, in-division games happening over the weekend that the Commanders can sit back and watch. Coming up next. Feels like... It feels like Philly has done an excellent job of making every game feel like the Super Bowl. They've done a really, really good job, even games that they they should be winning by a bunch, right? Philly can play a bad team on, on the 1 o'clock slate on Sunday, so you don't have the national championship – or sorry, national championship. My mind's going to college. You don't have the national primetime audience – but Philly makes games seem big. Right? I talked about it earlier. They played at Indy. 
Indy was terrible. Nick Sirianni made that game like a Spartan fight because he was trying to avenge the firing of his mentor, Frank Reich. And when, he, and when they won that game by one over a bad team, he was standing on the bench screaming at the fans uh, as if like he was avenged. A.J. Brown, we saw the A.J. Brown game, right? The Titans traded away A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown had his whole team like gathered up to go fight the guys that disrespected him at his old job. And then, then they won. And he scored two touchdowns. And the Titans GM got fired that next day or, or two days later. When when the Eagles played the, the Packers, the Packers were in the middle of a losing streak or they had just bounced back, whatever it was. They had lost five of their previous six. The Packers were not playing well. But it was a thing because Jalen Hurts uh, was picked after Jordan Love in the draft. So the Packers chose Jordan Love over Jalen Hurts. It felt like the whole team was there to, to fight his fight for him. So what Washington is hoping for now because they want the Giants to lose right? Because the, the Giants are uh, in the mix for that, that three spot in the division and obviously a wild card spot. You want them to lose. You're hoping that Philly can find some personal vendetta that they are looking to avenge against the Giants. And if that happens, I don't, I don't expect the Giants to be, to be winning that game. All day today, I've been asking you, how can the Commanders win the bye week? Simple question. What do they have to do to win the bye week? And I've been asking you to call in. The number is 1-800-636-1067. That's 1-800-636-1067. Jake and Chantilly has an idea on how they can win the bye week, so we'll go to him. Jake, how do the commanders win the bye? They get Frank Reich's phone number. Give him a call, <laughs> right, and uh, help out Scott Turner. Because as everybody knows, has watched football for a long time, This is the, we have the most offensive weapons that we've had probably ever. And I don't. I think they're underutilized. And I think the way that uh, Turner calls the offense for Heineke, I don't think they're making use. Yeah, it's like you were saying. We can't have him out there playing reckless, right, and break his arm, uh, you know, in the third quarter against mm-hmm. the, the Giants. That's not the way we do it. But we can do sprint outs. We can do rollouts. And that's Taylor's game as well. But we don't have that. I don't see it. And it also helps the offensive line. And also another way that we can get, we can win the bye week, and I don't know why nobody talks about it, is our offensive line. They're individuals. You know, Lucas and Larson and, you know, Leno and uh, Turner. These guys, the game is won or lost in the trenches. And if they give them enough time to roll out, Fison used to roll out as well. Because I play quarterback, I'm short. One of the things you can't (laughs) do is you can't see. You cannot see. So rolling a right-handed quarterback out to the right I know they say it cuts down half the field, but you can see. And I think oftentimes when Heineke throws the ball high, it's because he can't look over, whereas somebody like Wentz can look down and see. But I think if we utilize Gibson more and roll Heineke to his right, I think the Comskins will do a lot better. And thanks for your time. Jake, thank you for your time. Thanks for calling in. Call back at any time, 1-800-636-1067. A lot to unpack there. One, Frank Reich, I'm not sure you want to bring him back just because he and Wentz have a bit of history. <laughs> I'm not sure you want that uh, that either icy or too friendly relationship in your, your organization when it's Heineke you should be supporting. Um, but I get what you're trying to say, right? Get fresh fresh ideas, fresh offense in the building. Maybe get someone from the – I don't know if you saw the FCS playoffs. Incarnate Word 
or Sacramento State. It was like 65 to 64 or whatever it was. Yeah, get 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 someone from that game over there. Uh but but I'm with it. I like I liked everything else you said. Uh this is overtime on 1067 the fan. We'll keep taking your calls on how the Commanders can win the bye. So keep calling in 1-800-636-1067. That's 1-800-636-1067. I think a big option for winning the bye is getting Chase Young back on the field. We'll dive into that coming up next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 